0: Welcome to the AGC podcast. If you don't know us already, the Acuta Group of Companies is a British interior design collective with a portfolio of six international award-winning design brands. I'm your host, Tori, and in this pod, we'll be revealing exactly what it takes to build a global design collective that works in some of the world's most exclusive postcodes. You'll meet the talented individuals behind each brand, as well as the many interesting people that have joined us along the way. Stay with us to hear more about how we got here, where we are going, and how we plan on being a force for good in this world of possibilities. So today we have the wonderful Dee and Bella joining us who make up the creative brainchild behind the Tali, which I have to admit, Dee, I think you corrected me recently because since I've known you as a company, I was shamelessly using English pronunciation and saying a word how it's spelled, so I was calling it the tagly until you corrected me, so have I got there yet?
1: I, I, I think your pronunciation is now perfect. Great. And it's, it's, good. It, it, it's, it's a great word, but it's also a little playful, so yeah, we yeah. like
0: that. It's nice how it's sort of a bit more interactive because people sort of have to get it right, or it's something you can talk about at least, isn't it? Yes. Conversation startup. Yeah, exactly. So we're here, or you're here today, to talk about a topic that is sort of, everyone has some sort of opinion on it. I think most people have been moved by art or have some emotions towards it, whether it's good or bad. Everyone has felt something towards a piece of art before in their life. But before we delve into who you are and what you do, we need to get to the drink stage. So what have we picked today? Picks and bubbles, just kind of nice. Yeah, so a bit of back and forth into what we were going to choose.
1: Absolutely, I think you know it's just like design and art, there's so many beautiful choices out there. Yeah, but I think this is a a great podcast. uh, We love it, we love you guys. So it's it's a moment to celebrate, and it's best to actually choose a glass of bubbles. So cheers,
0: Cheers. I think that's the only thing we can't do.
1: Thank you for having us. Cheers,
0: thanks for coming on. Can you give us a little intro into what you do at Tali? Yeah,
1: absolutely, so the Tally is an art advisory business where what we're trying to do, we're trying to help individuals whether they're seasoned collectors or they're new into collecting and companies that we work with, interior designers, architects or certain institutions to source the right artworks for them, whatever the brief may be, the budget. Or the location of, of the work so we are almost sort of you know the people who will advise you what to buy from mm-hmm. when and the very, the right strategy to it just because I think the world is quite fragmented mm-hmm. it's really difficult to get to and us having been in the in the field for quite some time mm-hmm. we can assist people to make a safe choice
0: yeah mm-hmm. and so could you give the listeners a little bit more into who each of you are just so we've got a better understanding of the personalities behind the name as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Ladies first.
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, I'm Bella
2: and I have more of a background in art, so I have an education in art, I'm a mm-hmm. painter yeah. by trade, so I guess um, me and Dee coming to this business from very two di- very different sides of the art world, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is quite nice. Um, yeah.
0: Do yeah. You ever try and get your artwork in on the
2: studio?
0: I mean, not yet.
2: We'll see. There might be a bit of that, don't
0: Yeah, <laughs> you need to put that in there. <laughs> no, I've
2: got I've got so many friends who are great artists, and yeah. the way that I see the beauty of this business is giving other people the opportunity to see great art that they otherwise wouldn't have access yeah. mm-hmm. to, um, and being a connector in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. But then having the expertise of someone like Dee, who's had so much experience in the market.
0: Yeah. So T, give us a bit more. Absolutely.
1: Value? So I am a little older than Bella, <laughs> just a touch. <laughs> and and I've worked in terms of, you know, advice key collections. I work with auction houses in terms of bringing to market key pieces. Um, primarily European art and contemporary art and uh, from you know from the States, Asia and, and Australia. And what I've actually sort of, you know, you know, managed to do is just simply understand how the art market actually works and how we can actually help people to navigate it. And with me, my role, I mean, at a later stage I went back to uni and I retrained in curation and contemporary art, Mm -hmm. I'm able to sort of, you know, advise on the right work for them that will actually pay dividends in terms of both aesthetics as well as how they will actually really, really enjoy it because at the end of the day it has to be enjoyable. So it's a nice marriage between the two of us because you have the young creative individual, which is Bella, and it comes from, you know, a, a really, really good school and a great network of artists. Mm-hmm. And one of our key values is to support these artists. Yeah. And for me, that's you know, someone who is already established it has that network of galleries and, and dealers and auction houses to source the right work for, for someone who perhaps, you know, sort of trying online or trying their own, they might not be easily, it's not that easy to actually find the right work. For, for, for their collection or their, their brief. Mm.
0: Well I have to say, because we've obviously worked with you guys since you've been up and running, and you've just got such a good energy between you both, it's just a really nice working relationship as well, mm. so you've definitely found something unique in working together.
1: I think I've been super lucky because uh, Bella brings an incredible energy, oh, energy, <laughs> energy to it. So yeah, so it's not the champagne.
0: How <laughs> <Yes>. <Have laughs> many glasses have you had already? Just one. Just yeah, we one. had lots of <laughs> and we a bit too much fun. <laughs> so um, what would you say is the value of art in interior design?
1: I think the value of art in interior design is it's another layer of storytelling. I f- Again, there's no right or wrong answer in terms of what, so, you know, what art is. But I think what interior design for us is and how we actually see it and working with great companies like yours, you're advancing the lifestyle of an individual. So it's the aesthetic way of actually making them feel better. Mm-hmm. Whether mm-hmm. they work better, whether they actually, sort of, you know, work, or sort of, you know, they live better and so yeah. on. I think you're a well-being agency mm-hmm. that help people aesthetically and visually and yeah. economically at the same time. Yeah. Where we come, we actually help people to view the world above and beyond the aesthetics mm-hmm. in a different way. We give them a window yeah.
0: mm-hmm. to
1: see something different. And that window is and that's what we really really believe that window is not a set window it's not what the artist intended or what was created mm. but it's actually a mirror what do you see when you see work you mm. know a color a, an emotion a feeling yeah. what are the key ingredients that actually make a work advance you know your design advance you know people's in of um, experience and so on so that's why we thoroughly love working with you because i think that sort of philosophy is there is the advancement of Interior space, but yet the opportunity to allow it to become fully bespoke in terms of the experience and the emotions Mm -hmm. that people want to live and experience with each other.
0: Definitely, I think art can sometimes be so overlooked, can't it? And then, but actually, it makes a space feel so much different, or it just has, yeah, it just changes the way you you walk into a space, yeah, how Mm -hmm. you feel. So, it's so essential for our industry, but I think a lot of people sort of overlook it slightly. And not put too much importance on it. So obviously you can buy artwork online. What are the benefits of using art curators like you guys and getting you involved on Interior Home or a project as well?
2: I mean, I think the benefits are our network, to be honest. The access that we have to so many different artists, but mm-hmm. so many different collectors and curators, we know what's going on. I mean, as Dee said, it's so exclusive, the art world, and it can be really daunting to enter yeah. into. Yeah. We can kind of forge a path to find what you want amongst like the mess of it all. Mm-hmm. Um, And access to things that you don't even know exist. I think yeah. that's the beauty of it Yeah, exactly. as well.
0: It opens your eyes. Something,
2: and something really personal and bespoke for you because there's so much art out,
0: yeah. out there. Well, especially, I think, well, from our experience with what we've worked on, it's finding a piece that tells a story to her. And then there's only so much we can find from just normal sort of looking on the internet asking who you know. Mm. You need you guys to say, okay, actually, yeah, we've got X, Y, Z who we can bring in or we know this person there. And, mm. you know, there's all, you've got all sorts of connections that it just opens you up, like say, to so much more than you would have normally. Yeah,
2: yeah, and I think for me as well, coming from an art perspective, it's really exciting to look at a project and say, like the potential for things to happen is really great. Like mm-hmm. you can create a bespoke artwork that is completely for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and do something a little bit more engaging and different. Um, and that's pretty amazing. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're going into a gallery and picking something off a wall, yeah. it doesn't have the same personal like touch. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I know exactly mm-hmm. what you mean. Um, so where would be a good place to look for art? in
2: 2023 i think the big one at the moment is instagram to be honest with you yeah um i think artists especially deal with instagram very differently Mm -hmm. um and it kind of becomes a almost like a window into their studio space who they are as people you're getting to know their works in progress it's not a flashy shiny curated picture yeah um and I think that makes you appreciate the art so much more and I think as well it it's really changing the art market in terms of like really quick easy direct yeah. conversations with artists as well there's no in between to go
0: through anyone yeah and it probably opens it up for so many more people as well doesn't it because they can just showcase their own art and then maybe being picked up by someone or maybe keep trying I but. mean
2: for us it's been great in terms of relationships with artists mm-hmm. putting things out there and you can see so much we yeah can, we can find so much more art um there's a lot there's a lot on Instagram at the moment what do you think of the key trends for this year as well mm. so I think key trends at the moment are abstraction and figuration okay. and a kind of combo of the two mm-hmm. similar to what Dee was talking about earlier I think um it really allows you to kind of find the story within the art for yourself yeah. and read into it the way you want to read into it. I mean, okay. I think a lot of people look at art nowadays and think, I don't understand it, I don't know how to access this and, like, walk away. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of abstraction and figuration is that if you find a little pocket of something that reminds you of a memory or a moment in your own history, you can connect to that and create your own story around mm-hmm.
0: it. Um, and that makes it more accessible. Yeah, Um well, for the basics out there, including me, can you just explain more what figuration is? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, figuration will be something that within the sort of distinct figures or, mm. or aspects of the design can be identifiable. So okay. you, you might have a portrait, or you might have a scene of, you know, like, you know, friends enjoying a you know a drink around a table and so on. So, mm-hmm. this, so there's there's a, a higher level of realism. And yes. abstraction is where a canvas perhaps is just, you know, you know, structured with, you know, form and colour that's been depicted in a more loose way. So there you know, you can identify certain elements to it and, and so on. And something else that's also, in you know, sort of added to, add to what Beda just said is this we actually see a love for sculptures, mm. which is really really the so sort of people are starting to appreciate sculpture a lot because it is quite, I suppose it's bizarre because we all love objects in our homes, you know, a vase or, or or a particular, you know, piece of, you know, for electronics or a speaker, you know, we are surrounded oh, by an object mm. as such, mm. but we actually see people are starting to grow a little bit, you know, fonder of sculpture of actually. Mm placing them on a plane, for placing them on a, on a table. So it's really, really beautiful to actually see that, you know, 3D works and come, and, and, and and sculptures are becoming a lot more popular. So it's, it's a nice development.
0: You can see that in interiors as well. Yeah. This whole shift, of where, especially when we're styling somewhere, those are sort of the pieces that you want to be looking out for. And mm-hmm. But again, just because they're more interesting and people are actually drawn to them now, I think, rather than, I think there's probably with sculptures and... There's probably an old-fashioned thinking of more statues and people have that mindset about yes. what they are. But now it's becoming, it's like a whole new shift of what they
1: are. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think the sculptures, you know, uh, you know, I've read somewhere, and I do apologise, I don't recall the, the, the individual who wrote it, but the sculptures create space that don't take space. Mm-hmm. And it is a really, like really nice notion that you add something to create something else. And I think that's also across art as well. You're creating space. You create another dimension, mm-hmm. and that dimension again. This is what we are really trying to communicate. It's just mm-hmm. It doesn't come with a prescription.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. yours. Yeah, it's you're amazing.
1: the only yeah. individual that actually owns the narrative and owns the work, and it's 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 rightful to have an interpretation of it. Is the owner themselves the observer? Yeah, and for anyone else, yeah, you can read a book about it and so on, but it's just what it means to you and that's yeah. really really nice that mm. art and sculpture they don't take space, they create space. Yeah. Like with design as well. Mm. I think you know the design solution that you see in interior design, you give an opportunity for someone to take advantage of their space and create a new a new a new cosmos for them, a new way of actually seeing and living. And I think that's important. Yeah
2: inhabiting, like activating the space so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. You really that's start right. to define it
1: yeah. in a
0: different way. So how can a regular individual fully take advantage of art and putting artwork in their house?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I think to start with, do you work with individuals that will sort of, you know, honour you, listen to you, understand you, mm-hmm. to understand what their needs are. So I think that the first need of taking advantage is actually you really improve your well-being. It's just you, you know, you're creating or you're adding something to your environment that enriches your life. You know, there are lots of studies out there about positive impact on your well-being and productivity. a number of companies out there that actually invest in art because they know where employers are in there or where visitors are there. The, sort of the, the, the energy that those works are creating is positive and it will actually have an impact upon how much they produce. The other component is some of these art pieces actually are, you know, do especially from both emerging and, and established artists. That investment works. So you know, in, in you know, they hold their value, and in the event that you actually want to resell it in the future, they can be a positive return. Again, we need to be careful with you know that term because the art market is an unregulated market, unlike the stock market, it cannot be traced. But there are elements of it that one can actually guess that that would be a nice investment as well financial, because of course there is the cultural investment too. So I think in in, in in one's domestic setting or a company, I think working with a great interior designer firm to mm-hmm. actually really make sure that that, so that combination is really, really strong, place it in a, in a space that they can actually, they can contribute to who they are and choose it wisely, because mm-hmm. I think when you choose it wisely and you really, really echo who you want to be, what you want to get out of it, then the, the sort of the positive stuff that can come out of it, that endless yeah. productivity, and in particular, well-being. Well-being is a massive thing, mm. and we do live in challenging times. I think mm. we can all do with something that will actually make us feel better, be inspired, and create a better sort of, you know, experience that we can live, wake up to, work, and yeah. socialise too.
0: We mentioned investment, which mm-hmm. is actually something I was going to ask you, because obviously the art world is sort of known for people investing and doing very well out mm. of certain pieces. Would you should you ever prioritise that over aesthetics? Mm. I imagine not. Yeah. But there's probably sometimes that you see emerging artists and think, okay, that's mm. if someone, you know, wants to invest, that's the route they go down because you get the go ahead on who's coming up, who's hot, who's in trend basically. No,
1: no, absolutely. I think it's a really, really good question. And I think it should be a combination, a combination between aesthetics, what you look visually and an investment. But I think the investment should be reviewed in a more global sort of you know, way. So it's not just only the financial investment. What will actually add to your life? What how you can actually see it? Now there's a lot of people out there, and I'm not going to name people that actually have a report <laughs> upon. Oh, uh, buy this, and you know, within two years you will get a hundred percent on on you know on your money and your return. Mm-hmm. I think if you see such claims, stay away. <laughs> You really, really yeah, good, I mean, good advice if you actually see galleries in particular, they say, You know, you bought this, our buyer bought this in 2019, and now they sold it 60% above what they've actually bought it. You know, it's it, it's true, the claim is true, but that doesn't happen across the sector. Yeah, so the thing it you're picking up only one small example to describe the entire field. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think a good combination will actually be. A combination between aesthetics because you live mm-hmm. with the work and an investment potential and that's why i think why people should work with professionals that will actually really guide them through that yeah. journey and guide them through what is investment what's not investment and so on obviously prefer us but <laughs> if you don't have access to us or anything like that just really work with someone who will actually be sensible and mm-hmm. i think when you hear too much about financial aspect of, of art that is way too confident about the return on investment, keep away. Yeah,
0: defeats the purpose a little bit, I think. Yes. Yeah, it's going to be a happy balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a nice bonus yeah. if you, yeah. you happen to buy something that is then, does really well, then that's great, but that's not the purpose of
1: it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
0: What kind of art can people work with in the spaces that they
1: have? Mm-hmm. It's a good question. So I'll, I'll start, Bella, you can continue. Yeah. So I think one of the, th- great things that people can actually work with are sculptures mm-hmm. and I think as we've mentioned earlier you know people are moving from statues to a more abstract forms of sculptures or installations there are also a number of you know, 2D or canvas works that they can actually have a sculptural element in terms of how you hang it in the space can actually become something completely new so sculptures can be one key family of works that people can actually work with and then I love.
2: yeah I think as well what I was going to say is it speaks to the tally as well and who we are the tally mm-hmm. is named after Lucio Fontana's works which are slices through the canvas and it was all about looking beyond mm-hmm. um,
0: and beyond the 2D picture plane basically yeah. with the flat image mm-hmm. on the wall yeah um, mm-hmm. I love that D you were showing me that last week mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a clever it, idea it's stunning well. yeah
2: and speaks to all the possibilities of what, what art can be yeah really
0: it's oh, a really clever piece, I love yeah. that. I'd love to
1: see, if you could get one in your showroom, that would be ooh, ooh. great. Uh, we would love, yeah. love that. I think we might, just for a special special occasion, I think we might be able to do that. But it, it's fun, like, you know, canvases, you know, canvases are still incredibly important. And I yeah. think we're all, we all used to, you know, sort of, you know, sort of looking through, like if you actually think of your TV, yeah. It's exactly the sort of same shape, we're used to that particular input. Yeah. Imagine now looking at something that has exactly the same surface or the same sort of you know, interpretation, in a way of course it's more static, mm-hmm. but the, 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 sort of the power of it is just yet another screen of meaning, yeah. but this time a meaning that you entirely choose yourself, rather than just having someone throwing info at you, yeah. that you are not necessarily always try to. Yeah. So if, in particular, if we, actually, if we can really, I mean that would be a fantastic idea, replace your telly with a Lucio with Fontana with a Lucio Fontana or and with everybody own, should and it wow yes. and <laughs> that, that, be, it. that would be really really good and I think a couple of companies I think you know Samsung have actually tried to do that where you actually buy a TV and then in the middle time when you actually turn it off it becomes mm. a canvas yeah. yes yes. Yeah, really so you know they started I think the execution could be better because it comes with a set amount of works it'd be really interesting how what will actually happen instead of A phone, a screen, we can replace that with a piece of work. How more peaceful we will actually be, Mm. and how much more more relaxed.
0: It's just completely different. Like you say, it's a static piece. Mm. So we're so used to everything big, so quick. You look at your phone and everything's coming at you. You've got all sorts that you're scrolling through. And then you just have a moment to look at something and actually... And look beyond. Yeah. Like, think about it. start seeing loads of different things or having different thoughts towards it. It's... Yeah, there's so much behind that, Absolutely. I think.
1: I think we live in a world where, you know, words such as wellness and happiness and so on are quite good. But I really do think that good art can be a form of um, a meditation. Really? You look at it, you relax, you engage with it in a way that's completely different. And I think, no, you know, I love telling, I love programs, you know, they're wonderful. And we're not, we're not saying we should replace that. But I think in your living space, in the space that you walk in to retrieve, to energize yourself, to relax what about actually having pieces that will help you to meditate in a more organic way rather than sitting on the floor and singing satinists or mantras? Again, nothing (laughs) like that. But there are are ways that you can actually work with
2: I completely agree. I think one thing that that reminds me of is like walking meditations and sound Mm -hmm. meditations and things like that. Um, And for me, looking at a painting is meditation. I mean, that's the artist in me. I'm I'm just obsessed. But... um, I think there's a way to look at it and really find that you know when you walk down the street and if you're not listening to music or you actually notice things like mm-hmm. the wind you notice conversations around you yeah. you notice different things that you've never seen before yeah i think a painting can do that for you as well yeah. um if you kind of strip back all the distractions really stare at it um
1: and, and toria i'd love you to come with us at that point so for our individual clients and you know people that you know they serve you know they're still at the very beginning of that process We take them for a discovery safari, so that I, so you know, we organise with our clients. I walk around, you know, London. We're based in London. Mm -hmm. I walk around galleries, museums, just to actually get them to understand and articulate what they like, because there's so many ways out there. It's really, really difficult to to uh, to to explore what you like. So we are. Taking them into spaces, we give them a couple of suppose, keywords on how you can actually see that. Yeah. And you can see their faces opening up, mm-hmm. they're lighting up, because you do it in a, in a nice, open way that they can actually access us in a completely different way. So we, we, we look at them you know, at the very beginning, when we start our safari journey, and at the very end, and that changes people. <laughs> they're more relaxed, they actually have a great idea about it. Some are a bit overwhelmed, there's a lot to look at, but at the end they actually say, now I get it. And they're mm-hmm. developing a language and they're developing an aesthetic as to what they really want. So we would love to invite you for a safari to, to come with I us. I love and, the
0: sound of that. And, and explore. it sounds as if you need to do meditation classes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you could add that in the, <laughs> Stop up at the retreat on yeah, the exactly. Way. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> Lovely. All right, so now for the quick fire questions. So this is for both of you or whoever is willing to share, but okay. what would be your biggest design mistake? I think this one's the D.
1: Right, okay. When I was really, really, really young, okay, disclaimer, <laughs> going for aesthetics over comfort. I think comfort okay. is incredibly important. So I was really mm-hmm. much focusing into the work and what the work is and how it should go into the space. And it was too dominating. Instead of removing the ease, the comfort that, actually you know great design can actually uh, uh, sort of uh, an offer and and, uh, and and we are really really in agreement that designers and, and art consultants should work together to provide that balance yeah. so in the beginning i was i suppose paying too much tribute to the art itself rather than actually thinking the space so that was my big design yeah.
0: okay so nothing too embarrassing
1: no nah, nothing no you know. i think but,
2: it's like a handbag in a way you know you could pick like the big ticket hot item yeah but then when it actually comes to
0: wearing it every day, it's not going to work. Yeah, and you don't actually want that same thing. No. That's a good metaphor. Bella, anything from you?
2: Maybe you want to keep quiet on something? I think I'm going to keep uh, quiet okay. on that one. <laughs> I plead the fear.
0: <laughs> and, okay, go to podcast from mm. either of you or both of you.
2: My favourite podcast at the moment is um, the David's Werner podcast, Dialogues. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Basically, it's a conversation with artists, curators, um, poets. Definitely
0: recommend. Great, yeah.
1: See. I think the Lonely Palette. Uh, it's an, an art um, sort of you know uh, podcast, and it's really you know sort of friendly. It's open, and it's democratic. It's really really open. You can understand whether you've actually been to a museum or you've never been to a museum. So it just allows mm-hmm. you to really look at something in an accessible way. The lovely palette, I would highly recommend Good. it.
0: Two tabs the list then. Yes. And so since we're recording this around Valentine's, mm-hmm. and for all the romantics out there, where would be your go-to in London for a date night? Or a date day? Okay. Yes. A date day, that's yeah. nice. We,
2: I think we both feel the same about this. Yes. I think a great date and a great insight to the person you're going on a date with mm-hmm. is a gallery. Just, it gives you um, an insight into the way they think about things, how open they are, and it means you don't have
0: to look at them 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. If you're not that keen on them, you're <laughs> so distracted by something else.
1: Yes. Because also, we think about it, you know, you're there to get to know them and they're there to get to know you. If you're around a dinner table with nothing wrong with that and you just you're trying to stuff food into your face, you know, you're trying to have your drink and have a meaningful conversation Very at the same intense, time. Yeah. The intensity is severe. And then also, you know, tick-tock, tick-tock, you know, you know, they want the table back. Whereas with a Galvi, you keep walking, you don't look at each other, and you can have really deep conversations about painting. And if that person actually sees just something deaf, scared at something really creepy, just die the know, and yeah. <laughs> You can escape. <laughs>
0: You get the deepest thoughts and you have the opportunity to leave. And you have a crumb if it gets awkward. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Okay, I'll
0: take that. (laughs) Um, And the best bit of news this week that you've heard that people may not
1: have heard. (laughs) Yeah, I think, again, again, it comes from wellness and well-being. So Australia approved psychedelics uh, and microdosing as a form of actually treating mental health. So psychiatrists can actually describe that. Which is a really really sensitive topic about you know how we deal with you know uh, well being and how we actually deal with that. So it's the first nation, an, an advanced nation. Bella yeah. must be proud we need of the
0: election.
1: Try to find alternative ways of dealing with you know mental health with using um, you know organic sort of you know things, which is mushrooms or anything like that to really sort of you know, start. And looking into how you can actually deal with that. Again, we're not advocating of going down, you know, firstly for the alternative ways, but we're looking, is there another way of a combination that people can actually enhance their level of well being while creating a positive change for themselves? So it was interesting that, you in know, Australia, which is at times a fairly conservative nation. I should. would not say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah it seems like most of the time. <laughs> yes, that they have, they've approved such a, such a policy. Yeah,
0: very surprising for me, to but they're, maybe they're leading the way in that. We shall see. Look at us go.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Great. All right. Well, thank you both so much for joining. It's been a pleasure having you on, so hopefully we can team up again another time and get you guys on for some more topics. I would love that. Thank you for yeah. having us. Thank you. Thank
1: you very much for having us. It was so much fun. Yeah.
0: Cheers. 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 Thanks to all our listeners. Feel free to send us any questions you'd like to hear on the next podcast. Don't forget to follow us on all our socials and hopefully you'll tune in next time.